1: Here in John chapter 17, Jesus prays that we would be protected, that his own would be protected. We've seen what from. Now we're going to see how. Next, join us. Last time we were together, we focused on this passage of Scripture here in John 17 and who it is that we are to be protected from according to the prayer request of Jesus. That, of course, is Satan. So the question is, how are you and I protected? What means has God given to us to be delivered from Satan? Well, today we'll see that those means are the Word, the Spirit, prayer, and community encouragement. Join us from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Here's Pastor Phil Howard. And today's broadcast of Truth for Today.
2: Now, how does God protect us in this world? First, himself. He says, He gives us this promise. First Peter 1:5. You are being kept by the power of God. So what's at stake in you making it to heaven and getting through? The power of God versus the power of satan there 's the contest, and you happen to be in between and and God says, "I can keep you in the world no you can't you don't know how the devil's lying to me you don 't know what the devil's been doing you don 't know god says i don't I know all about this guy. I kicked him out of heaven. I know every strategy, every method, every thought I know every tactic he's going to use against you. Now listen to me. Listen to me. I know how to outwit him. I'm smarter. I created him. He's going to be defeated. I'm going to incarcerate him for eternity. Listen to me. Listen to me. I can get you through the world. Well, okay, God, you said you gave me yourself that you'll keep me by your power. You said you'd keep me in your hand, you and the sun, and no one can pluck me out of your hand but I sure like I'm doing a lot of falling down in your hands he said I want to give you four things to get you through this world four things are you ready do you take notes Ephesians let's go there for this then I'll release you to pick out as you and you desperately need exercise uh Let's go to Ephesians 6, where he talks about Satan and the evil day. Verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Notice whose strength we're talking about. God wants you to appropriate his strength. And in the Greek, the idea is let him infuse his strength in you. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. And the Greek, again, is infusing his strength. God wants to channel his wisdom, his power through you to show the adversary with my power through my child, I'll rout your plan. I want to defeat you. I can take the weakest child of God who relies on me that I infuse my strength and rout you, devil. So he said, let me empower you. Then, he says, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the methodos, methods of the devil, his strategies. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Here, you thought it was the deacons or you thought it was your mother-in-law. It's not, that's not your battle. It's beyond flesh and blood. It's against rulers. He's not talking about Nero. He's talking about spiritual, in the spiritual realm, powers, world forces of this darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, not at Rome, who will kill Paul eventually. I'm not talking about Nero. I'm talking about what's going on in the heavens. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist In the evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Now, I ask you a question. Where is the armor? Take up the armor. Take up this chair. That means the chair has, I mean, it's over. Take up the chair. Well, no, no, that's it. What's it? Take it up. No, take it up. Get it. Lift it up. Take the armor. Where is it? What? About the what? Because now he'll get to that in verse 17. Praying and by the Spirit take up the word. Now, but first of all, he starts out this way. See, we know in the football game today, you've got to have two parts. You've got to have a good defense and a good offense. We lost to the Seahawks because our offense wasn't good. We just had a running quarterback who didn't succeed at passing. Come on. The, The defensive line did great. The 49ers defense has been terrific, right? I mean, come on, tip your hat to anybody that can play the Green Bay Packers and survive. Come home with your fingers still on. But to win a game, you better be able to defend against the opponent. My brother and I, we talk about he liked to box, and one time he used to work out, and he worked out in a gym in Berkeley, and oh, the sparring and doing all this, and, and like that. It's really good when you're hitting the bag. And, and then you get in the ring, there's one issue you get an opponent. And he, boom, I've had enough boxing for me, honey. I'm not giving this face to some blue glove. Uh-uh, I'm pretty boy Floyd. Mmm. Because the opponent wants to knock you out. Satan wants to knock you out, soldier. And God's giving you armor, and he names it. He's just using a Roman analogy. This armor is composed of truth. It's composed of the gospel. It's composed of righteousness. It's composed of uh, these various aspects. Look right here. Uh, Stand in the truth, verse 14. Uh, Stand in the gospel of peace, verse 15. Take in the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. What is he saying? The word of God there can do no good for you in the evil day. Not there. That's why you are easy pickings. You're so dumb about what God said. You know more what the world is saying than you know what God is saying. You know more about what the devil's telling you than you know what God said. You've got to get what's in there up here. Whatever method, whatever method, memorize Scripture, meditate on it. How can you meditate on Scripture you can't even remember? He meditates in the law, and there's meditation. I wonder if that's in Exodus or John. That's not the meditation, honey. He just took Psalms 23 1. The Lord is my shepherd. And in the Hebrew it says, I will lack for nothing. I like to translate shepherd, you know what the equivalent word is? Pastor. The Lord is my pastor. Hey, who needs Howard? Because I need a pastor. The Lord's my pastor. Who's yours? I lack nothing. Well, what does a sheep like? They lack water. They lack pasture. They lack protection. They like getting oil when they're wounded. See, if I just meditate on that all day, the Lord's my shepherd. I shall lack for nothing. He, he will protect me when my enemies surround me. He will provide water when I need refreshment. I'm meditating on him, and the devil's coming. The, the God doesn't care about you. He forgot you. Your God's a liar. The Lord's my shepherd. I shall lack for nothing. Satan, did you hear what God said? I'm telling you what God said. Take it up with him. If he lied, take it. Have you checked it out with God, Satan? No, why? Somebody give me a psalm book here. That right here. Wait on. Wait right here. I wanted to sing a solo, but they didn't let me. Oh, get this here. A a mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe does seek to work us woe. His craft, his methods, and power are great, and armed with cruel hate on earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide, our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side. The man of God's own choosing does ask who that may be. Christ Jesus, it is he, Lord, sabbath, his name from age to age the same. And he must win the battle. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours through him who with us slideth. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also, the body they may kill. God's truth abideth still, his kingdom is forever. Devil, read the Bible for yourself. I'm standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises. I'm trusting the word of God. Don't tell me I need another woman. I need more sex on the side. I don't. You're a liar. You propagate lust. You propagate unfaithfulness. You propagate un- uh, disloyalty to God. I'm going to stand. First of all, my defense is when you come in with your schemes and your evil thoughts, I'm going to resist you. And listen to James 4, 7. Resist the devil. Wait, right? wait, And he will what? You hear that? The strongest created being will res- he will flee when you resist him with the Word of God. You don't believe it, do you? Somebody said, "I wouldn't know what that feels like because you've never resisted him." You got to get a shield. You got to get the Word of God. He's not going to resist your little pea brain. He's going to resist the Word of God. The Word of God. That's why we tell you to read it, learn it. That's why. You know, as this church goes on, they how many people attend this church that can't quote a verse? They can tell you what anything means. Oh, I'm with some music. I want a donut. Oh, get over it. <laughs> Last thing you need is a donut. You need to live on something besides bread alone. You need a word from God. Yeah. And he said, if you take this word, it'll be an armor. Boom. Satan hit you. Boom. 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 And then he gives you some offensive weapons. Watch this now. Verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation. Are you sure you're saved? Can you wear how you know you're saved to guard your mind? The devil said, you're not going to heaven. Why? You're not worthy. You're right. I just saw what you did. Mm, I've already accused you to the father. Well, devil, you've got to read it all. My advocate took up the case. My advocate right now is telling the father, I died for that rascal. He's telling the father, they won't stay saved because they don't fail. Because Peter failed that night, denied him three times. Who would have ever thought he could preach on the day of Pentecost? I'm going to convert you. And you know what? As a believer, we've been converted many times. Turned around. Turned around from wrong thinking, wrong choices. And God says, get back home. I will not lose you, but I will let you fail when you don't trust. So then my offense is, take the word of God. by, And how do you hold the word? In prayer and with the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the word word of God here, it's a little a word, haremata, not logos. Logos is the broad canon. Haremata means particular utterances. Uh, turn the stones into bread. Deuteronomy 8, three. Thou shalt not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus didn't quote Chronicles and 18 genealogies. He quoted a particular verse that met the temptation. That was the resistance. You ought to jump off this pinnacle, for his angels will bear bear you up, Psalm 69. He quoted it right. He only bears me up in the path of duty. I will not tempt the Lord my God. You, you see, the devil can quote the Bible better than most of you. And if you don't know what God said and meant, you don't have a chance. He'll tell you, he said, Why, God has said, you know, Eve, did you know God has said, uh, oh, Go ahead and enjoy that tree? Nothing to happen. God knows the word. I mean, the devil, this serpent, when did he go to Bible school? And, and, and you know what? Some of his children. Some of God's children will come up and say things to you in which if Jesus there, he would say, Satan, get behind me. You don't say what God says. I've seen Christians be the mouth of the devil, and the devil doesn't need any more help. You need to get full of God's word. Have you ever, have you ever prayed, God, deliver me from the saints? Negative, critical, maybe not Biblical. Satan can use us. I don't want to be used of the devil. So my defense is the word. My offense is his word. And then he mentions right in saying this, is that we have the Holy Spirit. I'll send you another helper. So I have the Holy Spirit in me helping to activate that word and helping to assure me I'm going to get you through And in the midst of that, he goes in and he says, be praying while you're holding the sword, because praying is staying in touch with headquarters. Prayer is God's walkie-talkie for warfare. You've got to stay in touch with headquarters. You don't want to lose communication. You're in bad trouble if you lose contact. You won't know where to, matter of fact, we'll have friendly fire. You'll start killing your own troops. You got to say, that's what prayer is sharing your heart, talking with your God, and having him make the word alive. I'd say the fourth thing God's given, is said his word, his spirit, prayer. I would add, just a verse like this. Hebrews 3, 13 and you're there, listen to what it says. Verse 12, take care, brethren, that there be, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God, but encourage one another day after day. As long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Just hold there. Look at chapter 12, where he gives us Christ, the great forerunner and captain. But he says something in verse 12 after he describes Christ and fatherly discipline. Therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak. Whose hands? Your fellow runners. Your fellow believers, your comrades in the race, strengthen their hands that are weak and and the hands are drooping and the knees are feeble. And make straight paths for your feet so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. It's basically mutually care for fellow runners, fellow believers, encourage Uh, Come on, uh, you can make it. He said in Hebrews 10, we ought to meet together to stimulate one another to love and good works. You know what? uh, Here's folks. uh, Let's go to church. Oh, there he is. He's trying to get his back to church, the attendance. I guess they count, makes you feel better. If you came prepared to do church like God told us to, you would realize that church ought to be a stimulating place to be. But most come to hear one man. They come to hear the preacher and to critique the music. Well, they didn't anything I liked. Okay, what do you like? Home, home on the range? Your favorite line there is where seldom is heard, an encouraging word. That's a local church hymn. None of you come prepared for church. You don't come prepared to stimulate anybody. You hope the sermon's stimulated. Hope something happens up here. Because, you know, all ministry has to happen up here. Because we've got a monopoly up here. we we just we got God and we just spinch him out. Give you a little bit of time. I've got to keep you paying me so I can dispense this stuff. And instead of the New Testament concept of the body, that all the body is equipped to stimulate one another, to encourage one another, to bear one another's burdens, to pray for one another, to all be a part. see and so all of a sudden let's pay a few professionals to carry the load of the church. I used to get to grousing and get down on the church at times, I remember I used to I'd come in the office of time and. Uh, I would tell Rich trial. we didn't do this, we didn't do that. And uh, he was smart. He could read me. He'd make these lists of what we got done the last year. I was always amazed. And he'd oftentimes have a list of 20, oh, maybe uh, two to three pages, single. We did this. We did that. We did this. We did that. And I, and I said, no, no, we didn't do it. He said, that, we did it. But well, we didn't do enough. He said, that's your problem. We can never do enough. He said, you never give yourself a passing grade because you never do enough in your own world. And he was right. I've never given myself beyond a C minus. Always aware of how much I haven't done, how much I need to do. And he used to say, you know what your problem is? You're always loading up a few men that ought to be shepherding and waiting on an entire body And you ignore the total concept of the body of Christ. That if there were no pastors, if there were no teachers on this platform, God's church would survive without us. Did you know that? All these apostles are going to get killed. The church can't continue. Been around 2,000 years, honey. How can we ever make it without Paul? You'll find out in 55 AD. I'm going to have him killed. What will happen? If the church is gonna die. Church not built on the Apostle Paul, it's built on a living head. Amen. This church ought to be dynamic if every one of you function like you were a branch in the vine. It's your job to stimulate the people who come. It's your job to encourage me. It's your job to stimulate the deacons, the elders, the Sunday school teachers. What's wrong with you stimulating and obeying the word of God? Everybody around you might be one step from a fatal decision. I pray, Father, keep them. I will keep them. And he kept those 11. Keep us that are in the world. I will, but I'll use means. I'll use my word. I'll send my spirit. I'll give them prayer. And I'll give them a body of believers that if one's drowning, the rest will come and pull them up and say, I'm going to strengthen you. We've got to run on. We've got to run on.
1: We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to his knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call. 855-833-9864. 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855 855- 833 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue Suite 278 Hercules, California The zip code is 94547 And that website once again truthfortodayradio.org It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.